the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God will never be handled by you. He won't be handled by organizations. He won't be handled by churches. He won't be handled by denominations. God is not to be handled. God is to be bowed to. You're not to handle God's word. You're bowed before God's word. Over the last couple of programs, we have been looking at the nature of the rebirth or the new birth in Christ. Today, here on Way of Grace, we continue that examination. We're in John chapter 3, verses 9 through 16. Pastor Jessica Stand is simply entitled today's message, Christ Crucified, the King of Glory. And really, at the end of the day, as we'll see over today's broadcast and tomorrow's, it is the satisfaction of God in Christ that makes all of this possible. What a thrilling thought proposition to rejoice in, isn't it? Let's catch up with Pastor Jessica Stand, shall we? For more on this edition of Way of Grace. Nicodemus now is trapped between the reality that Christ knows everything about his school. And he's showing Nicodemus that you do not have the credentials to get into the kingdom of God. Here's what he says. Your school have the keys to the kingdom. Luke chapter 11, verse 52. Y'all should know it by heart, but we got to see it because we don't read our Bibles today. Luke eleven fifty-two. 52. Notice what Christ says concerning the rulers. He says, woe unto you lawyers, that's Pharisees. For you have taken away the what? Key of knowledge. You entered not in yourself, and them that were entering you what? Will you hear me? They pretended that they loved God's word. But they took God's word away from the people and gave them their own doctrines and their own teachings. That's why you read in Matthew 15, you teach for doctrine the commandments of men, and you make the commandments of God of non-effect. If we spent the next 45 minutes talking about what the Pharisees believed, you would be stunned. But Christ sums it up this way. You are searching the scriptures, and in them you think you have eternal life. But they are they which testify of me. But you won't come to me that you might have life. You hypocrites. Got one more little caveat to say on that. It goes on today in church, where men and women pretend to be stewards of God's Word, but all they're doing is foisting on you men's doctrines, men's ideas, men's concepts, because the people have what kind of ears? Itching ears. They turn their ears away from the truth and turn to fables and lies and myths. 
and you have millions upon millions who are under this kind of teaching where people pretend to open the Bible and expound the Word, but simply are telling stories, making you feel good. Do not tell us the truth. Speak to us smooth things. Cause the Holy One to cease from among us. This was a colleague that Nicodemus was a part of. But God has just split Nicodemus in half. Nicodemus is a blessed man. You don't know. See, when God's working on you, you know what he has to do with you all the time? Humble you. When he's about to bring you closer to him, he has to first humble you. You are not going to be able to stand God's glory standing up. The only way you can bear God's glory is on your knees with your face to the ground and your heart in the hand of God Almighty. He has to cover you in order for you to bear his glory. But you got to go down. And Nicodemus is being brought down. Is he not being brought down? Christ is putting the handcuffs of grace on this man. And he came back up. He don't know where to go. Sub point A says you should have known the messianic promise. Why do we say that? Because when Christ gave the illustration in John 3.3, and then again in verse 5, all he did was quote Ezekiel 36, 25 and 26. Y'all should know it, but pull it up. Y'all should know it by heart. But the law made it very clear. In the day in which Messiah would come, men and women everywhere would be washed. They would be cleansed. They would be sanctified. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be what? Clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I what? Cleanse you. When Christ came, he came cleansing sinners, did he not? The last night of his life, he told his disciples, all of you have been washed except one of you. He said it in John 15, and now are you clean through the word which I have preached to you. Ladies and gentlemen, does God wash your soul under the word of God? If he doesn't, you're none of his. The goal of the agency of the word is to wash you from your deceptions, wash you from your blindness, wash you from your haughtiness, your pride, your arrogance, your own self-agenda. When God's through washing you, you know what you know you find yourself doing? Confessing your sins. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Lord, have mercy on me. I was walking blind. I had no idea that's what your word said. Now, that's when he's conforming you to the image of Christ. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He doesn't do that to Judas Iscariot. Judas sat up there for three and a half years, heard the best preacher anyone could ever hear, and was never washed. And that's what people do when they sit in church week in and week out and harden their heart against the truth of the gospel. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But God is breaking Nicodemus down because Christ will have Nicodemus. See, Nicodemus really thinks that he's seeking after Christ, but Christ is seeking after him. I sought the Lord and afterwards I knew he moved my soul to seek him seeking me. It was not I that found, O oh Savior, true, but I was found. I was found of you. Christ has found Nicodemus, and the light of Christ is drawing Nicodemus to himself, and Nicodemus can't do nothing about it. Can't do nothing about it. 
Can't do nothing about it. Drawn by the Father, drawn by the Son, drawn by the Holy Ghost. And they shall all be taught of God. Everyone, therefore, that has learned and heard of the Father comes to Jesus. It is no small incident that Nicodemus is in front of Jesus. How much does he care about Nicodemus? He's about to expand his thoughts and help him see how close he is to the kingdom. So under point number two, pull up our PowerPoint. I want to quickly walk through that so we can get to point number three. Under point number two, I just want you to capture it. We are from another school speaking of Christ, the Godhead, the angels, the prophets of old, the law of God, and now the apostles. You and I have the full revelation of God, do we not? This is what we have. This book is the testimony. This is how you know God in the truth. And everything else must be judged by this book to the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this book, it's because there's no light in them at all. No light in them at all. This book is the truth. And the truth is in Christ. And the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. And Christ is the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father but by me. And God the Father is the truth himself. They are all the truth, and the truth is in this book. But unless you really know this book aright, you can actually lie in this book. Now you hear me. So what he's doing with Nicodemus is helping Nicodemus understand, Nicodemus, your thought patterns are really out of sync. So he calls Nicodemus to a whole nother idea. Notice what it says in, in uh, verse 11 through 13. He's about to say something as well that I know you and I have to wrestle with. We have already identified in verse 11 that the we that he speaks of, that they do know and testify to that which they have seen, is everything that the prophets had said they had learned about God. Is that right? That are written down in our book. Look at verse 12. Now, if I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how shall you believe if I tell you what? Isn't that amazing? Now, for your sake, I want you to stay within the framework of the context. Christ is talking to the other school. He's talking to the Pharisees. Even though he's talking to Nicodemus, he's talking to the Pharisees. And here's what he's saying. You guys have Torah. You have the Tanah, Genesis all the way to Malachi. It gives you the history of Messiah. You have all the earthly stories. You have all the types. You have all the pictures. You have all the patterns. Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It's written of me. Are y'all hearing me? But what Christ says is when you read your Bible and you don't see the heavenly reality behind it, how can you comprehend if I give you direct heavenly revelation? This is why Nicodemus couldn't get the new birth. He didn't remember that Ezekiel 37 which I talked to you about last week. Ezekiel, what do you see? I see very dry bones. Ezekiel, can these bones live? Lord, only you know. Ezekiel, speak to the bones. And God moved to turn them into a religious organization that was still dead. Ezekiel, what else do they need after the instrumentality of the Word of God? They need your spirit. Call on the four winds to come and blow on these bones that they may what? Live! Now, Ezekiel 37 comes after Ezekiel 36. 
where the promise is I will take out the stony heart and I will put in a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and I will write my laws on your hearts and minds and I will cause you to keep my commandments. Y'all get the parallels? Y'all following me? This is why you got to know your Bible. And if the rulers of Israel didn't see these things when Christ came, they totally missed him. Did they miss him? He came unto his own, John says in John 1, 11, and his own received him not. The world was made by him, but the world knew him not. Why? Because they pretended to know God, but in reality they were blinded. Now here is the major error they made as we get into our main point today. They thought that they could handle God's word. That is control it, manipulate it, make it say what they want it to say. May I tell you something? You can't handle anything about God. God will never be handled by you. He won't be handled by organizations. He won't be handled by churches. He won't be handled by denominations. God is not to be handled. God is to be bowed to. You're not to handle God's word. You bow before God's word. Let God be true and every man a liar. I may not understand what the book says, but it's God's word. And I bow to God's word. And I wait for God to reveal to me what he says. But I'm not going to twist his word into a pretzel and make it rational and reasonable to me. The moment I do that, I'm at war with God. And God will leave you in blindness. And Nicodemus has just read his obituary. But God says in the person of Christ, Nicodemus, let me say something to you now that's going to help affirm my point. Will you look at verse 13? Are you there? He says, after he says in verse 12, if I've told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up into heaven, but he that came down from heaven. That would have been cool if he would have stopped right there. But because Christ is giving Nicodemus a propositional key to see the king of glory, who in the next few verses we're going to be dealing with, will be Christ crucified. He lets Nicodemus know, your Bible has been talking about me from Genesis to Malachi. And the only way I can talk the way I'm talking is if I'm the one that book is talking about. How are you going to say a man ascended up to heaven but then came down from heaven and then say, I'm still in heaven. Except you be God. Are you hearing me? Now, it's true that he ascended into heaven. It's true that he came down from heaven, but it's also true that he encompasses eternity. The man before Nicodemus is the eternal, infinite, all-present God. He is not only coming from heaven, he is not only going back to heaven, he is heaven itself. Nicodemus now is really jacked up. But if he paused for a moment, going back to our, our PowerPoint, I need our PowerPoint. If he paused for a moment, and if he had any Bible left in him from Sunday school when he grew up, if he had any Bible left from him from Sunday school. Now, by the way, what I have discovered is most Sunday school teachers are better than the preachers, Okay. Because they have a little fear of God. They teach the kids the principles. The kids get lied to when they come in the main church, all right? Sunday school teachers do a great job 
of teaching you what you need to know about the Christ who has to reveal himself to you. When I say that Christ has given Nicodemus a small portal into his glory, what Jesus says in verse 13 amounts to this. I am the testimony of God. Is that what he's saying? I am the testimony of God. Now again, because you don't know your Bibles, you are not immediately referencing why Jesus said ascending and descending. Ascending and descending. But if you know your Bible, you know the first person that God revealed Christ to, ascending and descending, was Jacob. You know that your Bible in Genesis 28, verses 10 through 13. Pull it up. I just want to show the people. And lo, I come in the volume of the book. It's written of me. Jacob is the father of the 12 tribes. Jacob is a progenitor of the Lord Jesus. Jacob is part of the kingdom of God, is he not? Well, if he is, everyone in the kingdom has a right to see the king. Watch it now. Here it is. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. Keep it moving. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took a stone of that place and put it for a pillow. That's a tough night, isn't it? That's a whole nother message in itself. But it has everything to do with what I said. You cannot have God's glory until you are humbled. Jacob is running from who? He's running from Esau. His brother wants to kill him because Jacob is a sneaky, tricky, hellbound sinner like you. He's running, but you can't run from God when God has his hand on you. He'll make you use a rock for a pillow so your sleep won't be sweet so he can talk to you. Now watch it now. And he lay down in that place in order to sleep. Verse 12. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up on the earth. Do you see it? And the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, here it is, the angels what? Ascending and descending, ascending and descending. Pastor, what does that mean? That means the only way you can know about heavenly things is if a messenger brings it to you. Y'all got that? The only way you can know it is if the messenger has access to heaven. Because when we talk about heavenly things, we are saying that we know what we speak. And we are sure about what we have seen. If God hasn't opened heaven to you, you have no right to talk about the things of God. Jacob can talk about heaven because heaven was opened. Heaven was open, And what does it say? Look at the next verse. It says, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land wherein you liest, to thee will I give it and to your seed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, who is the Lord that is standing there? I submit to you that it is Jesus Christ himself. For God the Father does not have a body. He never takes on a physical form. The Father is always and only revealed through the Son. This is what you guys have been learning about what we call the second Yahweh, the visible Yahweh. Listen now, Jacob is seeing the same Yahweh. Are you ready? That Stephen saw when Stephen was being martyred for the glory of God, and he said, I see heaven open up. 
and Jesus standing at the right hand of God Almighty. Do you see it? Do you see it? Do you see it? Christ commented on it again in John chapter 3. Go, go to John chapter uh, uh, 3 where Christ commented again on this particular concept relative to him bearing record of himself. I don't ha- let me see here. I don't have a year. No, I don't want to use that one. Um, John chapter 1. No, I won't go there for time's sake. In John chapter 1, however, where Christ is talking to Nathaniel and Philip, and, 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 and Nathaniel was saying, how, how did you know who I was? And Jesus says, before I saw you, you were under the fig tree. He says, you are Messiah. And Christ said, do you believe that? You will see greater things than this. What if I told you about the angels ascending and descending? Now, what is Christ talking about? He's saying now that the king has come, heaven is open. Revelation is given. People now can know God for a certainty. For while heaven is closed, you and I can't know anything about God. Ladies and gentlemen, we need an open heaven. And the one who opens heaven for us is the king of glory himself. God is opening heaven a little bit and showing Nicodemus the king of glory. And now we move to the point that we need to really deal with as we close in our message today. What does Christ mean when he say in verse 14 these words? He says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so, even so, must the Son of Man be lifted up. Do you notice how he immediately goes from the concept of revelation, an opening of the heavens, so that men can see God's glory and know something about God's purpose? Immediately now, he enters into a discourse around what happened in the book of Numbers where the people of Israel rebelled against God and God sent serpents to bite them. And he told Moses, the solution to their dying is a lifted up serpent. You guys remember that account? Christ moves directly from an open heaven to a lifted up uh, serpent. And I want to show you how you cannot separate verse 14 and 15 from verse 16 and have the truth. You cannot separate verse 14 and 15 from verse 16 and have the truth. In fact, the construction of verse 14 and 15 is the same as verse 16. Watch what it says. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up. What is he talking about, ladies and gentlemen? His crucifixion. John 12, 31, if I be what? Lifted up. Notice what he says in verse 15. Here it is. Now watch this. That whosoever believeth in him should not what? But have what? Have you noticed that verse 15 is exactly the same construction as the end of verse 16? So that you can separate verse 16 from the last part of verse 16 and verse 14 and 16 say the same thing. Verse 15 and 16 say the same thing. Only verse 14 is an explanation of verse 16. Look at verse 16 now. And I'll show you why it is important for you to never go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now notice how that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's the same as verse 15. So what we have a word to call a coupling statement. Verse 14 to 16 is one coupling statement. Are you ready? 
Verse 16 is what is called the manner or the uh, expression of God's love for us in Christ. And verse 14 is what we call the mode of God's love for us in Christ. Verse 16 declares to us that God loves us, but verse 14 demonstrates how he loves us. Verse 14 for us is the mode of God's love. Verse 16 is the message. That'll conclude our time today here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan, the Ministry of Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. We thank you for spending time with us. Trust that as you do walk through God's Word with us, you're growing in grace, growing in your relationship with Christ and your love and adoration to Him. As we conclude our time together today, we would like to remind you that if today's broadcast was an impact to you, maybe it really blessed you, or maybe you've got a question or two that to listen to this program again would help out, well, we have CDs available when you call or write to us, or if you wish, simply stop by our website and download the audio file from the website. Our web address is grace-bible.com, rather simple. Again, grace-bible.com. Or contact us by phone at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, the address is 22768 Main Street. And that's here in Hayward. The zip code is 94541. Again, that's 22768. Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541 is the zip code. We ask for $5 per CD, or again, as mentioned, simply stop by our website and you can listen to the message in its entirety or download the MP3 version, grace-bible.com. One final note, we're inviting you to join us for worship. Sunday services are at 11 a.m. with Sunday school at 10 a.m. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study at 8 p.m. We'd love for you to stop by and join us for worship, especially if you're not involved in a fellowship at this time. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study. We have folks from all kinds of churches all over the Bay Area joining us at 8 p.m. It's a marvelous time of studying God's Word together as a company of believers. Again. For directions, simply go to grace-bible.com or call 510-886-9782. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.